Are you ready to be transformed? If so, you've come to the right place. In this podcast, I intrigue, inform, and inspire success-minded individuals just like you to create the future they desire in all areas of their life. My name is Gorney Williams, and I am your agent of hope. Well, welcome everyone. Today we are continuing our Thanksgiving Victory Series, and our two foundational scriptures for this series are 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. It says, But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, it says a similar thing. It says, Now, Thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and makes manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. You know, through through this series, we've discovered that if we're going to live the abundant life that God freely provides for what for us then we are going to have to increase our capacity to receive from Him. And we do this by cultivating a lifestyle of thanksgiving. Let's dig right into the Word of God now. Over in the book of 1 Kings, if you go down to chapter 1, we're going to see another clear example of the dangers of feeling sorry for yourself and being unthankful. 1 Kings chapter 21. This is the story of King Ahab. The Bible says, beginning in verse 1, And it came to pass after these things that Naboth the Jezreelite had a vineyard, which was in Jezreel, hard by the place of Ahab king of Samaria. And Ahab spake unto Naboth, saying, Give me thy vineyard, that I may have it for a garden of herbs, because it's near unto my house, and I will give thee for it a better vineyard than it. Or, if it seem good to thee, I will give thee the worth of it in money. And in verse 3, Naboth said to King Ahab, The Lord forbid me it, that it that that I should give the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. Wow. So Ahab is the king. And you know Naboth, he would have had felt pressure, I mean, tremendous pressure from the king coming to him and saying, I want your vineyard. But what Naboth is saying He's not just saying, no, I don't want to sell it to you. He said, the Lord told me I can't. So for him to do it, he would have had to override what the Lord had told him. And notice King Ahab's response in verse 4. And Ahab came into his house heavy and displeased because of the words of Naboth the Jezreelite had spoken to him. For he had said, I will not give thee the inheritance of my fathers. 
And he laid him down upon his bed, and he turned away his face, and he would not eat no bread. Mm. He went home. He fell across his bed. He wouldn't eat, and he is depressed. Now, this is a perfect picture of what we previously discussed regarding these dangerous, dangerous thoughts. The Bible says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The scripture says casting down imaginations and taking into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. This began, this whole thing in 1 Kings began with Ahab having a thought. He saw Naboth's vineyard and a thought came to him. I should have that. I'll go and I'll talk to him and I'll make a I'll make a trade with him. I'll make him an offer. He can't refuse. <laughs> Somebody'll get the movie reference on that. Anyway, Ahab He's already in his mind planting the garden with his own herbs. So he's decided, I should have this. I am the king and I deserve this. So when he goes to talk to Naboth and Naboth tells him, well, I'm sorry, but I just can't sell it to you. It hit Ahab like a ton of bricks. He thought, what do you mean? No, because He'd already decided in his mind that I should have this. Are you listening? This happens. This happens with people all the time. They get something in their mind that somebody should be doing for them. And after they think about it night and day, it's like, oh, yeah, that's happening. Then if the person doesn't do it, they're just blown away. And they think, well, they should have done this for me. Or they think, they owe me. Friends, this is ugly stuff. If you get into this frame of mind, you have taken things out of the realm of grace. They can't be gracious to you. And what's more important is that God himself cannot be gracious to you. This is serious business because if you are cut off from the grace of God, there are all kinds of things that are just not going to happen for you because no matter how how hard you work or how hard you push, you just can't get stuff in your own strength. It has to come through the grace of God. And so when Ahab hears this, he's just shattered. He goes back home, he falls across his bed, he won't eat, and he's feeling sorry for himself. Now, I want you to notice where this leads. His wife. His wife is the infamous Jezebel. Jezebel comes to him and she says, oh, baby, what's wrong? And they have... He's laying there and he said, Naboth won't sell me his vineyard. Oh, honey, that's not right. He should sell you that vineyard. You're the king. You deserve it. 
After all you've done, he owes you. Now listen, here's the true spirit of Jezebel. Comforting, assisting, and enabling somebody's self-pity. She tells Ahab he does deserve it. He should have it. And she is justifying that he should feel sorry for himself. And watch where this leads. Next thing you know, she says, Honey, you just stay right here. I'll take care of this for you. And she took his signet ring. And she went and she got witnesses to come and to lie on Naboth that he had blasphemed God. And she set up this crooked tribunal and they tried Naboth and they found him guilty and they sentenced him to death. Then she just comes back to Ahab and says, honey, you know that vineyard that you wanted? Well, guess what? It's available. And he gets up and he says, all right, I'll go get it. Now he knows what she did. I want you to see how devilish this is. The scripture says that the devil, the father of lies, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Can you see stealing? Can you see killing and destroying and lying? The devil is having a heyday. And and let's notice where it started. It started with a thought. I should have that vineyard. I deserve that vineyard. It should be mine. Do you see how dangerous this is? And when he heard the word no, he felt sorry for himself. Do you see why Jesus, when the suggestion came to him to pity thyself? You see why he turned around so quick and he said, get behind me, Satan. You're a danger to me. You are tempting me to sin. Why? Because he knew this story. He knew what happened with Naboth and Ahab and Jezebel. But so many people today, they haven't seen it. They don't see it. They are laying around. They're pouting and they're crying and they're feeling sorry for themselves. And they're supposed to be Christians. But they're acting like Ahab. Maybe even acting like Jezebel. Acting like the devil. Do you see how serious this is? And could this have been averted? Could Ahab have done something different? Remember, remember the scripture, casting down imaginations and taking every thought captive. To be carnally minded is death. What could he have done? Well, first of all, not building up in his mind this plan of what he was going to do with this vineyard that wasn't even his. Assuming that Naboth would sell it to him. And that Naboth, you know, when Naboth said no, you know what he could have done? He could have humbled himself. He could have humbled himself and walked away. Thankful. So thankful for all the other vineyards that he has. Here's a phrase for you. Here's a phrase that will set you free. When it comes to other people doing stuff for you, Remember this, presume nothing and be thankful for everything. Presume nothing and be thankful for everything. 
And I don't care who it is, if it's your spouse, your friend, your child, your parent, coworker, employee, employer, your boss, your closest friend. When it comes to people doing something for you, don't let yourself assume or presume anything. Discipline yourself. If you feel they owe you, if you feel it, it's payback, and what happens is you make it impossible for them to give you any gifts. You make it impossible for them to be gracious to you. You make it impossible for God to give grace to you through them. When it comes to other people, don't allow yourself to assume that they're going to do anything for you. And if you don't let yourself build all this stuff up in your mind, then you're not disappointed when it doesn't happen. And when they do choose to do something for you, you're going to be thankful. You're going to be happy. Thanksgiving qualifies you for the grace of God. And greater thanksgiving and humility qualifies you for greater grace. Remember what the Bible says? God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Be humble today, my friends. Be thankful today and watch God go to work for you in your life. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like and subscribe so that we can be together again soon. And for more information, check out the website at gorneywilliams.com. Until next time, as it says in Romans 12:2, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will know what God wants you to do, and you will know how good and pleasing and perfect His will really is.